0: Good evening and welcome to NTD News. I'm Stephanie Cox, here are today's top stories. Authorities say the suspect responsible for the Northern California shooting was an employee at a farm. The seven dead are believed to be his co-workers. What a former FBI special agent and hostage rescue team operator says could be driving the rise in gun-related deaths and what he says could resolve it once and for all what really happened two weeks ago when a man died after a traffic stop and five police officers were dismissed. The family views footage of the stop and their attorney says it was nonstop beating. Classified documents found at former Vice President Mike Pence's home, how the White House and lawmakers are reacting as scrutiny over Biden's classified files continues to grow. And Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is proposing to give more rights to teachers increase their pay, and more. This comes amid criticism against him for rejecting a black history course in Florida schools. (music) Another deadly shooting, this time in Northern California. Authorities described the suspect as a disgruntled employee. He left seven people dead and one wounded. The attacks took place at two locations in Half Moon Bay. A suspect was arrested on Monday after seven
1: people were killed in two related shootings at two mushroom farms in Half Moon Bay. Officers arrested 67-year-old Chen Li Zhao in connection with the shooting after he was found in his car outside the city's sheriff's station. San Mateo County Sheriff Christina Corpus said Tuesday that Zhao is a resident of Half Moon Bay and was an employee at Mountain Mushroom Farm.
2: Uh, The semi automatic handgun was legally purchased and owned. The victim at the hospital is out of surgery and stable. Victims were adults and a mixture of Hispanic and Asian.
1: Authorities found four people dead and a fifth injured from gunshot wounds at one location. Several miles away, they found three others also deceased. Some workers at one facility lived on the premises and say children may have witnessed the shooting. Corpus says the only known connection between the shooter and his victims is that, quote, they may have been co-workers.
3: So as far as his criminal history, we're not releasing that information. I will say that there were no specific indicators that would have led us to believe that he was capable of something like this. The coroner's
1: office is working to identify the victims. Zhao is expected to be arraigned in Redwood City on Wednesday. The shooting was the nation's sixth mass shooting this year and followed the killing of 11 people late Saturday at a ballroom dance hall in Southern California.
0: And today, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said last night Senators Dianne Feinstein, along with Senators Chris Murphy, Richard Blumenthal and others, reintroduced a federal ban on so-called assault weapons and ammunition magazines that hold more than 10 rounds. They also proposed legislation to raise the minimum age for purchasing certain semi-automatic firearms to 21.
2: The president and the first lady are thinking of those killed and injured in these latest shootings across America, but more importantly, he's urging both chambers of Congress to act quickly and deliver this assault uh, assault weapons ban to his desk and take additional action to keep American community schools, workplace and homes safe.
0: Earlier today, I spoke with former FBI Special Agent and Hostage Rescue Team Operator Greg Schaefer for his perspective on the latest surge in shootings and what could be done to stop future shootings. Greg Schaefer, welcome to our show. Thanks for coming on. Thanks,
4: Thanks for friend. having me.
0: Now, there have been more than 1,000 gun-related deaths in the U.S. so far this year. That's an increase on recent years figures for January. What do you think is behind this trend? <laughs>
4: Well, Steph, I had the answer to that. I'd be a very rich man. Uh, you know, it's multifaceted. This is a multifaceted problem with multifaceted solutions. We have to look at everything from the divisiveness that we have in the country right now, whether it's left and right politically, whether it's black or white, whether it's Asians or whatever the case is. We have a, a divisive nature right now in our country. We also have DAs who are releasing, you know, bottom offenders back on the streets. That gives the bottom offenders a, 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 an empowerment that uh, I don't think they've ever seen before. Uh, we have ac- accessibility to weapons uh, like we never had before. There are more weapons in the United States now than there ever has been. Um, it, you know, it's, it's a multitude of reasons why there are so many incidents right now. But I think the, the major reason is just that we're, we're out of the pandemic, people are frustrated with what's happened with our government, with our nation, with the world, and, and they're angry at themselves and at everybody else and that, uh, you know, we have evil in this world and it's just bubbling up to the surface at this time.
0: As you mentioned, gun-related violence is a hot, hotly debated topic, and, and many people have a lot of strong opinions about what's causing it. But based on your expertise, is there anything that's being left out of the conversation?
4: Um, I think uh, a couple of things. One is the mental institutions that we no longer have open. Uh, I think a lot of these individuals do have uh, mental um, PROBLEMS THAT NEED TO BE ADDRESSED. AND WITH THE LACK OF MENTAL INSTITUTIONS AND FACILITIES uh, OUT THERE THAT THESE PEOPLE ARE NOW ROAMING THE STREETS, WE TEND TO MEDICATE THEM NOW uh, VERSUS PUT THEM in, uh, in, IN HOSPITALS WHERE THEY CAN BE TREATED uh, BETTER AND KEPT AWAY FROM SOCIETY. I DO THINK THAT, uh, YOU KNOW, EVERYTHING FROM VIOLENT VIDEO GAMES AND VIOLENT MOVIES, I THINK THEY HAVE A ROLE IN IT. Uh, YOU KNOW, WE HAVE YOUNG PEOPLE WHO ARE DESENSITIZED TO VIOLENCE I mean, I'm a prior military member. Uh, in boot camp, they used to show us violent war films so that we'd be desensitized to the horrors of war when we're on the battlefield. Well, again, videos and movies do the same thing to our young people. It's, it's desensitizing them to violence. Um, you know, we have less people going to church. We have no more mothers staying home. Everything's so expensive in the world today. We, we, we don't have any parents uh, staying home raising kids. They're all latchkey kids, so they don't have that that... that person at home teach them right and wrong. So again, it's a whole host of what I think are problems in our society uh, that need to be fixed in order to reduce this kind of violence.
0: And the suspects in a couple of the recent California shootings are two Asian men in their 60s mm. or 70s. Some commentators have pointed to the extra stress on, stress on the Asian community since the pandemics as potential factors. Mm-hmm. What's your take?
4: Well, that's a, that's a good question, Steph. Uh, you know, the FBI behavioral science uh, unit in Quantico, Virginia, uh, you know, they're beating their heads against a wall because there is no profile for these active shooters. We have seen also an increase in younger shooters over the last four or five years as well. So, uh, there, there's again, there's no profile. They're not white. They're not black. They're not Asian. They're not young. They're old. They're they're across the spectrum. So, if we were able to identify a profile, that may help law enforcement you know, get in front of this and identify the, the violent offender before it happens. But, uh, you know, the last two shootings being Asians, I just, that that's coincidental. I don't, I don't, there is no profile for who does these kind of acts of violence.
0: And lastly, President Biden is calling for a ban on semi-automatic firearms or what some call assault weapons. And this level of violence obviously can't continue. In your opinion, what's the best way to reduce or eliminate gun-related deaths?
4: Uh, <laughs> Hotly debated topic stuff. <laughs> we don't have time to discuss that. Uh, you know, I, I don't think that gun control is the answer. I think societal uh, issues are the answer. Um, you know, I, I grew up uh, where I went deer hunting both before school and after school. And in the back of my pickup truck, I had a lever, lever action rifle in the back window. And, and all my friends did too. So we were taking long guns to school uh, every day during the fall during hunting season. And we didn't have these kind of acts of violence back then. So the guns haven't changed. Okay, the people have changed. Just a whole host of societal issues. I think if we can get in front of those, I think we can fix this problem. Uh, I, I just don't think that gun control is the answer. Look at the city of Chicago, the most violent city in our nation right now, again, with some of the most strictest gun controls in the nation. So personally, I just don't think that's the answer. I think there are answers out there, but they're more societal.
0: All right, thank you so much, Greg Schaefer, former FBI special agent and hostage rescue team operator. Really appreciate your time. Thank you. The family and attorneys of Tyree Nichols, a man who died after a traffic stop, viewed video footage yesterday. They described what they saw as nonstop beating. NTD's Arlene Richards has the story.
4: It
5: was an unadulterated, unabashed, nonstop beating of this young boy for three minutes. He was a human pinata for those police officers.
6: Attorneys and the family of Tyree Nichols, a black man who died after a traffic stop in Memphis, Tennessee, reacted on Monday after viewing video footage of the stop. Nichols was pulled over by Memphis police officers on January 7 for suspected reckless driving. He was taken by ambulance to a hospital from the scene, where he died three days later. Police reported they had two separate confrontations with Nichols.
3: There are two different encounters. Um, The second encounter was the one where Mr. Nichols sustained uh, the injuries. Um, I I think that people will be able to draw their own conclusions once we show the video.
6: Five officers, all of whom are black, were fired by the Memphis Police Department in connection with Nichols' death. The officers could not be reached for comment. They reported Nichols fled from the scene. Nichols' stepfather said this after seeing the video.
3: What I saw in the video today was horrific. Um, no father, mother should have to witness
5: what I saw today.
6: The Shelby County District Attorney said they expect to release the video either this week or sometime next week when it won't impact the investigation. He expects charges to be announced later this week. Arlene Richards, NTD News.
0: And turning now to the classified documents saga, which continues. Today, former Vice President Mike Pence said he too found classified documents at his home. NTD's Iris Tao has more.
7: More classified documents are found, this time at former Vice President Mike Pence's home. According to Pence's team, on January 16th, his lawyers found a small number of documents with classified markings at Pence's Indiana home. They notified the National Archives two days later and formally informed the Congress on Tuesday, January 24th. The documents have now been turned over to the FBI. All this despite Pence's previous remarks.
8: Our staff reviewed all of the materials in our office and in our residence to ensure that uh, there were no classified uh, materials that that left uh, the White House or remained in our possession.
7: The discovery came when Pence's team searched his home after learning the classified documents were found at Biden's home. The White House on Tuesday refrained from commenting on Pence's case.
2: Look, I'm not going to comment on any ongoing uh, criminal investigation or any investigation.
7: Meanwhile, some lawmakers on the Hill are questioning if it shows a larger issue with classified documents in general.
3: Let's find out how that happened. Uh, you got Trump, you got Pence, you got Biden. Maybe we're over-classifying things. That may be part of the problem. But count me in for getting this fixed.
7: And House Oversight Chair James Comer, the Republican who's leading a probe into Biden's handling of documents, says Pence has agreed to fully cooperate with congressional oversight. Comer did take the chance to criticize Biden, though. Adding on Tuesday that Pence's transparency stands in stark contrast to Biden White House staff, who continues to withhold information from Congress. This amid already intense scrutiny over Biden's handling of classified papers. Biden, meeting with Democratic lawmakers on Tuesday, did not take reporters' questions. And the White House continues to deflect any questions about Biden's documents.
1: Has the president invited the Justice Department
2: to search his Rehoboth Beach house? Again, I would refer you to the White House counsel's office. We just don't have anything to share.
7: The Justice Department wouldn't say on Tuesday if it would appoint a special counsel to investigate documents at Pence's home. Now, both the current and former president are under DOJ investigations. Reporting from the White House, Iris and TD News. A debt ceiling showdown unfolding in D.C.
0: President Biden meeting with congressional leaders today about how to get enough support on Capitol Hill to again raise the $31 trillion debt limit. TD's Melina Wisecup has more from Capitol Hill.
8: Congressional Democrats, including Senate Leader Chuck Schumer and House Democrat Leader Hakeem Jeffries, along with others, going to the White House today to meet with President Biden on raising the debt limit. The Treasury has announced the U.S. has reached a $31.4 trillion cap, and raising the debt limit this year will not be easy. House Republicans are using it as an opportunity to force budget changes. One recent proposal coming from House Republican Representative Buddy Carter and endorsed by a handful of other Republicans is called the Fair Tax Act. Now it would essentially eliminate personal corporate and payroll taxes and abolish the IRS. This has left the door open for sharp Democrat criticism. Here's Senate Leader Chuck Schumer today.
5: To give GOP radicals a vote on a 30 percent national sales tax across the board, they're welcome to make their case, make our day. Similarly, if Republicans want to play brinksmanship with deficit and demanding cuts, they need to show us exactly what they want to cut.
8: And Speaker McCarthy has said that House Republicans will look at every area of spending to look at where they can reduce or cut what they call wasteful spending. Now, I asked Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell today if he thinks that this hard-line negotiating tactic that House Republicans are using is needed to get the debt under control. Here's what he told me. So do you think that this sort of hardline negotiation tactic that House Republicans are using with regards to the debt limit is necessary in order to get the debt under control?
4: This is a good time to talk about it, to try to get an outcome. But the second part of what I said was I can't imagine any debt ceiling agreement that would get 60 votes in the Senate that would have any chance of passing the House.
8: McConnell also tells us that he believes that Senate Republicans will need to play sort of a backseat role in these debt limit talks because he says the deal essentially needs to be met between President Biden and Speaker McCarthy. Now, McCarthy did publicly accept President Biden's request to meet on Twitter, writing he's looking forward to discussing a responsible debt ceiling increase to address irresponsible government spending. Meanwhile, the White House says that they don't plan to negotiate any spending cuts with McCarthy, and instead they just plan to relay that same message that it's Congress's duty to raise the debt limit, and this issue is non-negotiable. Reporting in Washington, D.C., Melina Wisecup, NTD News.
0: Good results for both president biden and former president trump in a new poll biden's approval rating improved but according to the poll trump is even more popular emerson college today released results of a poll conducted this month they found that biden's approval rating increased by five percentage points since november nevertheless in a hypothetical 2024 presidential matchup trump has the lead 44 percent of respondents said they would support trump 41% said they would back Biden. And Trump did much better than Florida Governor Ron DeSantis in a hypothetical Republican primary. The poll found that 55% would vote for Trump, with 29% supporting DeSantis. And Governor DeSantis is making headlines for rejecting a certain black history course in Florida schools. Amid this criticism, he's now announcing something he calls the Bill of Rights for Teachers, and proposing an increase in teachers' pay.
3: Florida Governor Ron DeSantis on Monday doubled down on rejecting an advanced placement course in African American studies in the state's schools. He said while Florida requires teaching black history, the specific course comes closer to indoctrination than education.
5: This course on black history, what's one of the lessons about? Queer theory. Now, who would say that an important part of black history is queer theory? When you try to use black history to shoehorn in queer theory, uh, you are clearly trying to use that uh, for political purposes.
3: Just last week, a historian at Princeton University posted findings on the jobs that are currently offered at U.S. universities. Matt Karp presented these two graphs showing job postings in U.S. history. On the left, we can see that a significant portion, over 17% of openings 10 years ago, were for courses on early America. 10% were for courses on African American history. On the right, we see that only about 6% of recent openings are for courses on early America, while the largest percentage is for African American history. Florida House Democratic leader Fentress Driscoll called DeSantis' rejection of the African American study course cowardly. She said that people would be boring and close-minded if they encountered only ideas they agreed with. Also on Monday, DeSantis proposed a number of education measures he said would empower teachers. They include what DeSantis calls the Teachers' Bill of Rights, which he said would allow teachers to file complaints if they're directed to violate Florida law, protect teachers from litigation when they take action to restore an educational atmosphere in the classroom, and clarify that teachers have the choice whether or not to join their local union. DeSantis also proposed shorter term limits for school board members.
5: We did do the 12-year school board term limits. Uh, I think it should be eight-year term limits. I mean, the fact of the matter is you get in there, you have ideas. Eight years is enough.
3: The governor also proposed an additional $200 million for teachers' pay. This would bring Florida's total budget for teacher salaries in the next school year to a billion dollars. Reporting by Arian Pasdar, NTD News.
0: If you have any news tips or feedback for our show, you can email us at eveningnews at ntd.com. And up next, NTD's Arlene Richards unravels more tank talks as the Biden administration now considers sending U.S.-made tanks to Kiev. And in NFL news, could personal feelings keep Amazon billionaire Jeff Bezos from owning a franchise? The current owner reportedly isn't happy about The Washington Post's coverage. That and more coming up. Sources indicate that the Biden administration could send U.S.-made tanks to Ukraine. And it's looking like Germany might send its Leopard 2 tanks. NTD's Arlene Richards reports. The Biden administration is planning to send its
6: U.S.-made M1 Abrams tanks to Ukraine, according to CNN. Western defense leaders met in Germany on Friday, but the U.S. and its allies failed to convince German officials to send their Leopard 2 tanks. But now, Reuters reports German Chancellor Olaf Scholz has decided to send the tanks and allow other countries, such as Poland, to do so as well. Last week, the German defense minister indicated that he would send the the Leopard 2 tanks if the U.S. sent its M1 tanks. U.S. officials said last week the M1 tanks are costly and require a significant amount of training to operate. At a press conference on Tuesday, the Pentagon responded to a question about the usefulness of the U.S. tanks.
4: Again, I have nothing to announce today in terms of the M1s. I think, as we have said all along, we continue to have a very robust dialogue with Ukraine and our international allies and partners to focus on what their immediate battle term uh, battlefield needs are now in the near term. Um, But we also have discussions about what they may need in the medium to long term.
6: The White House also didn't have an announcement today. So I'm gonna say we're in constant
2: communications uh, with Ukraine and other allies and partners as it relates uh, to what Ukraine needs uh, in the battlefield. Uh, But I don't have any preview, anything to preview here, any announcements to make at this time of any new types of uh, security assistance uh, to preview for you today.
6: In other Ukraine news, several senior Ukrainian officials lost their jobs Tuesday in a government shakeup to root out corruption. Some resigned and some were fired. It comes as Western allies are spending billions of dollars to help Kyiv fight against Moscow. Democratic and Republican U.S. lawmakers praised Ukraine for taking swift action against corruption. Arlene Richards, NTD News.
0: Now over to sports news. Here's NTD's Dave Martin with today's top stories.
5: Thank you, Steph. Former world champion sprinter Usain Bolt has reportedly been defrauded of more than $12 million by a private investment firm in Jamaica. Jamaican finance minister Nigel Clark said that Bolt wasn't the only one affected and that clients of the firm received false statements regarding their balances. The Jamaican government has enlisted the help of the FBI. Bolt's attorneys say his account shows just $12,000 left and has given the firm until Friday to return the money before going to court. The 36-year-old Bolt achieved national fame when he burst on the scene at the 2008 Olympics, winning both the 100 and 200-meter dashes while setting world records in both events. The six-foot-five star was the first ever to win both races at three straight Olympic Games. And in the NFL, billionaire Jeff Bezos may be in line to buy the Washington Commanders, but only if he sells the Washington Post, according to an article in the New York Post. Now, Bezos hasn't commented publicly about whether he's interested in purchasing the Commanders, though he reportedly was in talks with Jay-Z two months ago to team up for the massive buy. Now, according to Front Office Sports, he didn't submit a bid ahead of last month's deadline, but The Post is also reporting that none of the initial bids reached the $7 billion threshold that Snyder is seeking, leaving the door open for another bidder. Yet reportedly, Snyder wouldn't want to sell to Bezos, whose net worth is north of $120 billion because of the Washington Post's coverage of the team's alleged toxic work environment. But the New York Post cites a pair of sources that think the paper could be up for sale, though a spokesperson for Bezos denied the claim. And for your sports viewing schedule tonight, the NBA has seven games planned, including the west leading Denver Nuggets and reigning MVP Nikola Jokic playing at the New Orleans Pelicans. And finally, for you hockey fans, the NHL has 11 games on tap, and that includes the Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche, winners of five straight games, hosting Alex Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals. And that's all for your sports news today. Back to you, Steph.
0: Thanks, Dave. And that's all for today's news. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Stephanie Cox. Good night.